Welcome to Burn News Current Affairs Podcast with Jeremy Deacon. Listen at your leisure on www.burnnews.com. Uh, good morning. Uh, with me this morning is Mike Winfield, the CEO of the ACBDA. Uh, my first question, Mr. Winfield, really is um, can you describe the role of the ACBDA as opposed to the ACEA? Because I imagine in many people's minds, the two often will get confused. Yeah, one of the things I learned, and by the way, good morning. Good one morning. of the things I learned uh, coming on to this is the America's Cup world is full of acronyms. And we get inducted into it and we start using the acronyms and get slightly confused when people go cross-eyed when we're talking to them because they don't understand the acronyms. And we need to do more explaining it. So let me go backwards a little bit. The America's Cup is unique in that it's a winner-take-all. This isn't a franchise. So the second, literally the second, a team wins the America's Cup, they own the America's Cup going forward. Mm -hmm. Now there are all sort of protocols underneath that, uh, that the teams have to be involved in, the, the challenging teams, but in essence, the winning team controls it. In this instance, Oracle, the winning team in San Francisco, formed or reformed a company called the America's Cup Event Authority, the ACEA, and the Event Authority is responsible for all aspects of delivering the America's Cup until the next finals, in this case in Bermuda in June of 2017. So that company, again the America's Cup Event Authority, came to Bermuda to negotiate, to discuss with us, Bermuda, whether or not we wish to bid for the America's Cup. The government of the day had put together a small group of people who became the bid committee and they negotiated and they went from you know, 12 to 1, 12 other alternative venues to 1 Bermuda and it kept going down until eventually in December uh, we won it. Now there's a huge amount of data that I've just glossed over mm. but we won it. We then were in a position of saying we won it, okay, now what? And the Minister, uh, Grant Gibbons, looked at the type of entities that should be there to deliver the responsibilities of Bermuda. Now, again a little bit backwards, the relationship between Bermuda and the America's Cup, particularly the America's Cup Event Authority, is put together in an agreement or a contract which is called a host venue agreement. We keep saying HVA, it's the host venue agreement. And there are numerous deliverables from both sides, to be fair, but a large number of deliverables from Bermuda. Right. The HVA, the contract, specifies that there should be an entity in Bermuda that carries the responsibility of delivering all of that on behalf of Bermuda. And the minister decided that what we should do is create a company called America's Cup Bermuda, or for short, ACBDA. Mm -hmm. And so we are responsible for one of the primary responsibilities is delivering all of the contractual obligations that Bermuda has to deliver the America's Cup. Now we have other responsibilities sure. which include communicating the benefits and, uh -huh. and trying to trying to uh, familiarize the people of Bermuda, the community of Bermuda, with what the America's Cup is, hopefully to get them on board and endorsing it. Uh, we also are, have some responsibility to try and assist with raising sponsorship because part of the agreement includes a guarantee on sponsorship. 
Uh, and there are other things that we do as well, but we're really focused on delivering the venue. Now, finally, in terms of the physical venue, Bermuda is responsible for delivering the horizontal and the America's Cup delivers the vertical or the teams. Mm -hmm. For instance, in the South Basin of Dockyard, if you look on the shore side of the South Basin, Oracle has gone up, mm -hmm. Team Japan is going up shortly, Bar will go up in the not too distant future, and then another team, probably France, will end up on the shore side of the South Basin. We go in and we remove old derelict buildings, yep. we, we make the surface good, mm -hmm. probably with asphalt or depending mm -hmm. on what's, mm -hmm. going to, what's required for, and then through a lease arrangement, the ACEA leases to those teams mm -hmm. and they build the buildings. Right. We did not have responsibility for delivering the land on which the America's Cup Village would be delivered. Right. That's the info project which we've now started. Mm -hmm. Through numerous discussions, uh, a look at capabilities, uh, Wedco uh, came to us and said, look, would you facilitate this? Would you assist in it? So we agreed to that. So the ACBDA is now also facilitating, on behalf of Wedco effectively, the building creation of what's going to amount to about nine and a half acres in yeah. the South Base. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, the, one of the most obvious uh, images from the America's Cup so far was the event uh, the World Series a couple of weekends ago. Um, what do you think have been the consequences, generally at the moment, of that event for Bermuda? Well, it's interesting. I think that from December, there was, when we announced, when it was announced that Bermuda had won the bid in December of 2014, there was this huge surge of anticipation in Bermuda. And then there was a period Frankly, while we regrouped and mm -hmm. while we got, or not regrouped, while we grouped, we got organized, we started to set things up, started to understand our role, uh, started to build our structure, which is, is largely uh, made up of, of volunteers in 17 different committees that have specific responsibilities. But the community itself had an instant need for gratification on mm -hmm. the America's Cup, and yes. we frankly weren't able to deliver because we weren't aware. We didn't know at that time exactly what we had to be delivering. So there was this period of what appeared to be silence. Uh, we, we were having public meetings and we were trying to communicate, but people, you know, all of us, want to see it, you know, where's the beef? The Louis Vuitton World Series, taking place two weeks ago, effectively showed them the beef. And I think much of the community went, oh my gosh, look at that. You know, there really is something to this. Mm -hmm. uh, the the redecoration, if you like, of Front Street, the closing of Front Street, making it a little mini village, the engaging of the community through through 49 vendors that we put in, the companies that were engaged, that the community suddenly found themselves doing something, being part of it. And those that weren't came onto Front Street and said, wow. Mm. And then you had over two days, a thousand plus boats with I don't know how many people on them, looking at machines that people had seen two-dimensionally on the television. But when you actually see them racing, they defy, certainly my limited physical physics knowledge, they defy all that. They do, they go quicker than the they wind, do that? it's incredible, yeah. Uh, and people just, uh, you know, had, had jaw-dropping moments. And suddenly Bermuda said, Got it. 
In fact, many Bermudians said, oh, is that it? <laughs> just, just going back, I, I want to carry on this issue, the, uh, the discussion about the event on Front Street, but going back, you said yourself that there was a delay. I, I'm summarising what you said before you got up to speed. Why was that? Because Cause it, did, it did lead, in my opinion at least, from, from what I read in social media, in the newspapers, etc., etc., it led to a lot of um, um, sense of people didn't know what to do, what they could do. And there was, there's almost a, almost a kind of a panic. There was certainly a frustration. That's a, a better word, A frustration we, we knew about. Uh, but we had gone from bidding saying in the theory, effectively, this is what we can do, to mm -hmm. negotiating a contract, to overnight being responsible for delivering on that contract. We had nothing in place. There was no company, there was no organization, there was government, yes, yes. Uh, but there was no team focused on delivering. Any company, when it's beginning, needs to understand what its deliverables are. And it took us time to get that. We also had to form a relationship with the ACA, who, by the way, weren't even here until March. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, we were still dealing with telephone and, and the odd trip and whatever, but we really still didn't have a full understanding of the relationship. Hell, we didn't have a full understanding of the America's Cup because we went into it thinking if we can get a World Series, wouldn't that be spectacular for Bermuda? And it was only through the bid process that we said, well, just maybe this little engine that could can deliver the, the America's Cup. So the silence was due, silence is I think too strong a word, but the relative lack, lack of, of information, information. Yeah. Was, a, uh, was a period of getting organized and also ensuring that what we did deliver, the messaging that we did deliver, was real and truthful and oh, honest and factual. I get that. So with hindsight, it's a, it's a word personally I would ban. I'd have a campaign to ban it because, of course, it's 2020. With hindsight, would you have done it differently? Would there have been greater efforts to be right on the front foot from the word go? Well, possibly. I don't think so. If the, if the, the fault accepting that's the word, is that there was a period of quiescence, of, of relative silence. I'm not sure that that negative, and it is a negative with the community learning, would be enough to warrant the expense uh, and all of the, the, the detail that would be required to put an organization together based on an if. Yeah. I mean, hindsight says you're going to win it, so form an organization. I preempted it by saying I'd the know, I know, I understand that. But we didn't know we were going to win it. In fact, I think some of us were quite surprised that we did win it. <laughs> so you, you wake up the next morning and say, okay. So it's just, a, you know, this is a four-year, it was a four-year, three-and-a-half-year period. So maybe six months, seven months building it is an acceptable thing. Uh, particularly now, we can now operate, I think, on a, on a basis of professionals. None of us have done this before. Yeah. We have to learn. That learning curve has been very steep. Uh, we're still learning, but I think we're now able to deliver much more factual information. Coming back to the event, uh, one thing I noticed personally was that I looked at it, I, I was saying earlier on that I walked up and down there on the Thursday after it was, while it was being prepared, I walked up and down there on Friday, I went there Saturday night with my family and I thought, hmm, Harbour Side is never going to be the same again, Harbour Nights, I beg your pardon. And I thought the least one thing this will prove is it raises the bar, nothing can be the same again. Well, uh, interesting, and that has all interesting uh, ramifications of that. Does it raise the bar? Does it raise and, the bar? And more importantly, what is the bar that is being raised? Personal opinion, for, I don't know, 10 years, 
Bermudians have, have I think, allowed their vision of the future to, to go lower and lower and lower. Uh, and that's not the way Bermuda has succeeded. If nothing else, if the America's Cup starts to raise our horizon and allows us to say we can do more, we are capable of doing things that compete on an international stage, that even if that is the only result, and it won't be, of the America's Cup, the America's Cup will have done well for Bermuda. So has the bar raised? Yes. Did the bar need to be raised? Absolutely. We had become, we had become lost in, in a, uh, almost a flurry of negativity. We were, were, we were in a cycle of criticism, and we had lost vision. This gives us some vision, and there's nothing better for a community than to have vision for the future. Totally agree. I, 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 these are some of the issues I want to address later on in the interview. You, you've touched on some already in terms of the, the negativity which was there and the legacy, but I want to address those later on if I can. Um, what were the positives, what were the negatives from the event? Oh, it is a bit like theatre, and, and I've got a family that, that some of whom were on the stage, and, and you know the old expression, as long as it's backstage and stays backstage, it's fine. <laughs> so there was an awful lot of backstage that was um, stressful, I think is the right word. Like, you know, we haven't got electri enough electricity at the site to deliver the tele AC television, which is you know, probably one of the most important aspects of it, and people had to scramble and do, um, deliver unbelievably to get the required electricity to the, the uh, AC television to produce it. There were things that went wrong, uh, but the, in any stage, and this is theatre really, that's what it was, yes. was the production successful and did the people of Bermuda, one, come away saying, wow, now I'm beginning to get it, huge uh, objective of the ACBDA. Did the ACA come away from it saying, you know what, our judgment, our gamble, the risk we took in putting the America's Cup in Bermuda is justified. They can deliver. Huge achievable. Uh, the, the international exposure of Bermuda, you know, millions of people have or will watch uh, the World Series in Bermuda. That sort of exposure, I can't imagine what it would cost. People all over the world were seeing these brilliant shots and saying, I hope I want to go to Bermuda because of it. Did, did you get, just touching on that, uh, it's a question I wanted to come to later, but we might as well talk about it now. Did you get any feedback about the exposure worldwide at all? We're still waiting for the data. Right. Uh, I heard on a talk show that it was 70,000 people. Well, that, that or 70,000 viewers, that actually was a figure that came out of only the U.S. market. I was going to ask on, that because on NBC. there was a story uh, about that, and right. 72,000 didn't seem to me to no. be very much at all. In fact, well, yeah, it was 91st below replay of college football. Right. However... Yes, Having said that, yeah. 70,000 are the right people, and a lot of the people are the right people, and I, by that I mean the right market for me. In the U.S. alone, live saw that. Now, what about the 110, I think, other markets that this AC television is going on? Nobody's looked at those numbers. Indeed. And the truth is we haven't got them yet. Right. We're waiting for that data, but it's going to be in the millions. Portsmouth had 10 million viewers, mm -hmm. and Portsmouth, you know, they had challenges. We thought we had weather challenges. Let me tell you, when you get horizontal rain and 50 miles an hour wind, that's a real challenge. I worked in Portsmouth for two years right. on a local paper. I've got some idea what okay. it's like down there. Well, I mean, I mean, it was the worst you could have thrown at you in, the, in whatever that was, July. Yeah. So all of those uh, are the plus factors. And the other plus factor uh, is the learning experience that we Bermuda went through. Lessons learned, then. Nice segue. Lessons learned are... 
we need to look very carefully at our capabilities and our uh, resources. We overstressed a very small team in the ACBDA to deliver our uh, responsibilities. We need to ensure that that isn't the case because that was for a two and a half day event. We got a six week event coming up. We must make sure that we can successfully deliver through a resource base. Now, I, we have deliberately not staffed the ACBDA. There are four or five people that are actually part of the ACBDA. Yeah. There are 170 volunteers yeah. that make this up. There are pros, obvious pro, uh, positives in, in volunteers. Um, there are also some challenges in terms of them having other uh, priorities and things they've got to do. So we've got to ensure that not only do we have the resource base, but that we can sustain the deliverable over a very long period of time. Were you happy with the pricing of the event? There were some complaints, but I had a personal experience of buying two baseball caps of BAR, handing over my swipe card, signing the receipt, and realizing it was $96. You know what? Uh, <laughs> this is a free market enterprise. We had absolutely no control over the pricing. Um, and Bar are trying to pay for their team. All of the others are trying to pay for their team. Would you expect anywhere in the world to pay more? Hell, I mean, when I paid for a hamburger in Portsmouth, uh, I should have been getting silver service and, and <laughs> a, you know, a four-course meal. It happens at these international events. You go to a Formula One event and ask how much you pay for a, you know, a, the, the right cap there. That's part of it. Would I have liked things to be cheaper? Sure, but this is a free market enterprise. They're paying to be here. They're going to charge what they think they can get. Is that a lesson to be learned though going forward? We can't control that. We can advise. We can certainly suggest. We do a lot of suggestions on a number of things. Uh, but in the end, it is the individual business that must make a business decision as to what is a marketable co commodity. But remember this, that again, this is over six weeks. There was a funnel bring people of demand that people wanted things now. When you're trying to sell things over six weeks that or even longer, because many of these commercial retail operations will be set up much earlier than May of 2017, you've got to sustain that and maybe uh, you know, market, market forces will suggest that prices should be uh, a little bit less. I want to jump ahead a bit because we're running out of time slightly, I know, and um, you are doing uh, an economic post-mortem. Uh, along with the BTA, the ACEA government, etc. It's probably too early for you to come up with specifics, but are, are there any early indicators of the economic indi from for the economic benefits of this event so far? You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to comment because, as I said right at the beginning, one of our operating. Uh, policies is that when we speak, we speak with facts. We speak with knowledge. We could guess. I could give you that I, you know, information that I talked to retailers and the guys operating the uh, stands along Front Street and they were saying, unbelievable. Yeah. But what does that mean? Uh, we need to get data and we're very busy out there collating that data and when it's right, when we're satisfied that it's accurate, then we'll release it. Can you give an idea of what data you're looking at? So we can get some idea of how you're going to judge this economic impact. We are going to look at what uh, business, what revenues were created in Bermuda as a result of the America's Cup. So we will look at the number of arrivals because we now yes. can, we on the arrival card that, that people fill in, it says, are you here for the America's Cup? So we can quantify that. We're going to, we're going out to the hotel community and saying, how many extra room nights at what rate did you sell? How much food and beverage 
for functions, for sponsors and all of that did you sell? Retailers, how do you look at that? Can you quantify the difference between uh, normal business per se and what was generated by the America's Cup? Specifically, did your business over that weekend show dramatic increases? Uh, we're look sorry. No, will you be asking tourists how much they spent on the America's Cup? Well, we do that. We do that on a we government does that on a regular basis. So I'm not sure we're going to be able to get down to the detail of saying that Mr. and Mrs. X came in normally and spent five thousand dollars on their vacation, but Mr. and Mrs. Y, who were here on the America's Cup, spent seven and a half thousand dollars. It's a good figure to get. We're looking at whether we can, but it's going to be difficult. Because that, that to me is quite important. Is it new money coming into into Bermuda, or is it old money just circulating around? If it's old money circulating around the economic benefits, in my opinion, I'm not an economist, won't be as high as if it's an injection of cash from overseas. Agreed, but all of the data that I just referred to is all coming from people coming into Bermuda to spend money because they're here in one way or the other associated with America's Cup. So that to me is new money. Yes. Now, would those people have come anyway to Bermuda? Well, maybe, but that's difficult. Uh, but they are saying they're here for the America's Cup, and as a result, we're, we're here spending money. Okay. How, any, any idea of a timeline on this? No, again, I'm not going to be pinned down that by that, but I mean, we're hoping to move it as quickly as possible. Portsmouth have just re re released their information, and that's what, three months later? Right. Uh, even now, they haven't got all of their data, and they've given a, a snapshot on it. I would hope we could move faster than Portsmouth. But I, we're going to make absolutely sure it's right before we release it. Absolutely, because it is one of the one of the most important things. If people can see a benefit, they're going to get seriously engaged. Yeah, but you then go on to, uh, and this is where you get into the situation. What is when you say economic benefit, is this a, uh, a figure that's in the sky that the, the normal person on the street can't really associate with? Yeah, we can say that X millions of dollars came into the community, came into Bermuda, and were spent as a result of America's Cup. The reality that we have to work on is the average, whatever that means, the average person in Bermuda, the guy that's walking down the street, you know, the couple that are renting their apartment out to, to America's Cup, are they feeling it? Are they feeling the move? Because that's, that's when we see the polling thing. data, yeah. We're getting a huge number saying, yeah, we support the America's Cup. Less of a positive, still majority, saying, I'm not sure whether the America's Cup is going to benefit me yes. personally. Yes. Now, let me just say something on that. One, a large portion of the Bermuda population, whether it's the, the, the huge number of companies that we've employed in Dockyard, because again, our mandate was we'll hire a, a construction manager, but understand construction manager that your job is not to do the work. Primarily, your job is to try and find as many, hopefully small entities in Bermuda that can engage and be part of that process so that we can spread this opportunity as widely as we can. We formed a, a partnership with the BEDC because they have a reach into 5,000 businesses that might normally yes. not be on a list. Uh, so we were trying to spread that uh, as much as possible and that will continue to be uh, the focus of where we're going. It's, again, I suppose it's too early to see if that's had any effect. I, I suppose the best way of summing it up, and please tell me if I'm wrong, is a trickle-down effect. I hate those words, uh, I and I think the average guy says, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to trickle, I want to pour. Uh, but the, um, the reality is, we know how many people we've employed already, and we've given those statistics yeah. out. There are yeah. large numbers of people. Yeah. But 
understand this, and I think this is a truth that we have to understand. The America's Cup is not going to solve Bermuda's problems. Okay? Is it going to help? Is it, as we started earlier, going to raise our horizon? I hope so. Are a number of people, a large number of people, going to benefit directly? Yes. But that's going to come through innovation, from people saying, I have something that I can offer a value to the America's Cup. It's not going to become, come, frankly, from people standing on a corner saying, where's my, where's my bed? It's going to come by, by us Bermudians, which we have done for centuries, saying, I have value I can provide for this, and I'm going to form something, do something, that will provide that value. They will be rewarded. Just changing the subject ever so slightly, um, everything seems to be happening in Hamilton West. Very little happening apart from the Endeavour program in Hamilton East. I live in St David's and there isn't a flag in St David's that tells me the America's Cup is here. Until the Endeavour program started, there was very little to say the America's Cup was in St George's. Is, is that a concern for you? Well, it seems to be a bit lopsided. No, because it's not. Uh, it is focused on where the activities were taking place. We had a boat race that was coming. The village was going to be in Hamilton, so the focus was on there. If you look at branding, go look at the airport. You should get off a plane. You look up at a building that says, Welcome America's Cup. We started to brand the airport out. As you come into Hamilton, at the east end of Hamilton, the biggest branding we've got is on, on John Swan's building that shows the branding. There was flags not just on Front Street. They were all over Hamilton. But the focus was there. Endeavour, we created Endeavour Day to spread the economic impact and the whole celebration of the America's Cup into the East End. And we're already planning for more activities in St. George's over the America's Cup. Now, obviously, Somerset, the West End, is going to have huge benefit yes, as we go forward. Could we make every square kilometre of the island benefit directly and show matter? We just can't afford to do that. But you're going to see more branding now as we start to work through. What can in branding in terms of what? Like the poster that is on uh, the, the the John Swan building, right, like okay. the the banner or whatever it's called on the lighthouse. Right. Okay. Uh, we're going to you're going to start feeling we are the home of the America's Cup. Would there be any consideration to uh, having future events specifically in St George's? I, I say, it's again with the word with the benefit of hindsight, but thinking that everything I saw on Front Street, wouldn't it have been nice to have a smaller version in King Square with a TV set up there for them? Well, you did. Endeavour wasn't going to happen. Endeavour was created, and yes. that big opening was created for the very reason that you're saying. So, yes, it happened. We are already, as I said earlier, planning events for St. George's. You know, we have ten of the, uh, all of the J-Class boats. I think it's one of the first times they've all been together. We're looking at the potential of a J-Class race that will, will end okay. up in St. George's. We're... St. George's is, and listen to me, the mayor of St. George's is pretty insistent about uh, them not being forgotten. We've had countless meetings with them. Uh, so be assured that St. George's will not be left out of this process. St. David's may be a little bit more of a challenge, but we're looking at it. St. David's Island is a little more to the south. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, just bear with me. Um, are you satisfied that the ACBDA and the America's Cup generally has engaged uh, enough people at grassroots level? Absolutely not. Why has that happened then? 
because I, we, underestimated the natural resistance, if you like, the natural skepticism of what this is. Uh, and the, the lack of understanding. People say I'm not a sailor, so why should I be interested in America's Cup? We have to show them that this is much bigger than just a sailing race. This is a whole activation of our community. This is making, you know, engaging. We're showing the community to the world. We have a big job to do. There, you know, I understand skepticism. I'm one of the biggest ones there is. So there are a lot of people saying, well, hold on, I don't get this. Is this about rich white folks? Uh, because that's who the people that used to sail these things. Or is this about me? We've got a journey to take to ensure that people feel at least that there is an interest, there is, there is an involvement, there is an engagement they can make, despite the fact they may not like sailing. Which leads me on perfectly to my next question, which I'm sure you've thought I would ask. It's the elephant in the room almost. Mm. And it was highlighted by an article uh, yesterday, which I think garnered almost 300 comments. And there's one quote here. This is in relation to the event on Front Street. It revealed that Bermuda's national order of things is a patchwork quilt of white privilege trotted out as national pride. Why do you think there is that sense? And there is that sense. I've seen it a lot on social media posts. People have said it to me in the street. Um, you see the comments. Why is there that sense? Because it's true. The, there is, Bermuda has had for a year, for most of its history, uh, a, a, an establishment of privilege. Uh, and that has been vast majority of white privilege. We have, I as a white Bermudian, have benefited from my history, you know, my, my family. Um, and the black community has not generally yeah. uh, been as successful. Walk down, you know, in many of the, the, the really nice areas of Bermuda, who owns the homes? That's come from a sense of white privilege. My problem as a white guy, white fella, uh, is that I want to know how to fix that. Okay, I, if I know that if we spend all our time dealing in history, we'll stay in history. If we can be talking about fixing and, and evolving a future, then we don't rely on history, we become part of it, we make history. So how do we change the current thinking how do you of white privilege yeah. uh, into a, 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 an environment uh, where that becomes less of an issue, it is in a history that we accept, but we're fixing it. Because now, how do we do that? How do you do In that? our own small way? How do you way? play your part? Yeah. What we do is that we ensure that wherever we possibly can, there is opportunity, that people getting uh, contracts, that people getting jobs, people engaged, there is a, a, a field of opportunity that is equal, that isn't based on who you know or what you know. And it is always easy, by the way, not because you're prejudiced, but because you know the guy, you know he delivers, so it's always easy to go that That's route. Right, yeah. And in certain instances, that happens. We're a small community, you know who you can rely on. you got a big job to do, so you sort of favor it. Wherever we can, though, we want to ensure that, that when there is a contract to be awarded, when there is a, an employment position or whether there is opportunity that people all over the community, frankly, particularly the black community, are there, are able, are guided towards seizing that opportunity. That's part of the reason for the relationship with the BEDC. Absolutely, I understand that. Are you then looking at, I don't particularly like this phrase, uh, are you then looking at really a positive discrimination in many ways? I don't like the phrase either. I'm looking to ensure, we are looking to ensure that wherever we can, there is equal opportunity so that you may not be used to bidding for a contract. The BEDC will give you guidance in how to structure a bid. 
take out the false or, or in fact real prejudice that exists through getting business because you've done it, you've done it and done it, that's, that's history, but it's also privilege, and try and create a level, level playing field for the guy that is at the bottom of the ladder is given an opportunity to get his foot on the ladder. It is a perception, and it is going to take a long time to get over that. But the America's Cup ain't going to fix it. We can do what we can to fix it. We as a community also need to be addressing how do we fix it. I agree the America's Cup won't fix it. The America's Cup, in my opinion, has the opportunity to be a game changer. Right. Going back to our very very beginning of this interview and, and the possible raising the bar, etc. Which, again, you're doing my interview for me very much, actually. Is, is coming on to the legacy. Oh, huge issue. And it's going to have to be like my last question for yes. now, but we can do it again. If, and, and Peter Derharg and I made this commit right from the beginning, if we wake up on whatever date in 2018 and Bermuda is the same, or it is even, it's got remnants of the America's Cup that are rusting and folding away, if there is no benefit to the people of Bermuda, we will have failed in our job. Make no mistake. Part of the role of the ACBDA, and as this moves forward, as we get the village right and we get all of this sorted again, we will focus on what does Bermuda look like in 2018? Will we be able to say this made a difference or not, and a positive difference? So, Endeavor Program, kids all over Bermuda, that's paid for by the America's Cup yeah. up until uh, the end of the, end of the uh, period, uh, the America's Cup period. Right now, we're raising funds that will ensure that sustains and has a long history. One, one definitive example of legacy, the, the Red Bull Youth Cup. Okay? That unbelievable opportunity for Bermudian sailors, Bermudians, to be involved in an international competition. And through Russell Coots and Oracle, we're able to step, all the qualifying, step through all the qualifying processes and have a team right. uh, that, will, that will compete in the America's Cup. Well, why can't we combine those two? Why can't we take Endeavour, train kids from the age of nine, totally agree. And take it, keep it moving so Absolutely. that we now have a facility that trains kids to compete in the Olympics? to compete in the America's Cup and at yep. the top level. And maybe that not only can train Bermudians, but we could set it up as a school that could train international that's uh, and stand up. That's a legacy. See, that's my next question. Are you looking at bricks and mortar legacy? You haven't let me, answer, you haven't let, let me answer the question. Look at uh, Dockyard. Go up to Dockyard today. Look at Building 9, which is that long building, same size as the clock tower, that runs parallel to it. It has been transformed. This crumbling old building that we used to walk past as we walked for years and years and years and accepted, sort of, psychologically, that it was falling apart, now is back to its old glory. Some would say it's even better. Uh, building number four, the Chicane building, we have big hopes for that building. Uh, the sail loft is, is in our plan. Mm -hmm. There are going to be no buildings left at Dockyard that haven't been renovated and refurbished, I hope. Legacy? Darn sure. Dockyard should come. And that's why, by the way, we went from a private piece of land mm -hmm. to a public piece of land, Dockyard, so the people of Bermuda benefited from the America's Cup. Okay. There are that we're going to have, it's not because of the America's Cup, because Wedco, we're already going to build it, but we're already going to build it. You've got nine and a half acres out there. Hey, in Bermuda terms, that's a huge that's piece of real estate yeah. that has got unbelievable opportunities. Super yachts. We think 130 super yachts are going to come to Bermuda. For the America's Cup. For the America's Cup. If we do a good job and they go away saying it was nice, 
and don't come back, we will have failed. So we need to create an environment where the Cypriots come in and say, wow, we've discovered Bermuda. And you know what? They have created such an environment and have such good facilities that they will come back. That is the opportunity of being a whole new source of revenue, another small pillar for our economy. Are you setting Look at the Moss International. Look at, the, look at all these sailing competitions that are coming up. They wouldn't have come without the America's Cup. We need to ensure that they keep on coming back. We've got a legacy and sustainability committee that are now gearing up focused on just that. Okay, so you are setting yourself targets? We are setting yourself a very broad target. Right. I can't give you specifics, but we will be better as a result of the American Cup, America's Cup, not in 2018, but beyond. But it's going to be bricks and mortar as well, the legacy, not just a feel-good factor. It is all of the above. The legacy has got to be bricks and mortars. You've got to be able to touch it, see it, and feel it. You've got to have, however, opportunity, I hope, for Bermudians to do things that they haven't done before. As you bring in the super yachts, there is a whole field of, of uh, professional uh, potential yes. that Bermudians can be trained into. Uh, you know, the, the sailing program, we've got, to, we've got to learn and be able to teach the, the unbelievably complicated technical aspects of the America's Cup. Another opportunity. Now, those are just, we're just scratching the surface. We're six months or nine months into this. Now, we're going to be building, and the Legacy Committee are going to be building and delivering uh, and defining what those opportunities but are. Impo importantly, a lot of those uh, legacy issues will be aimed at bringing people to Bermuda. Tourism. You know, I, I'm a product of the tourism industry. I, know, yeah. I, I was there as, as tourism went into almost its death spiral, frankly, and, and I say that mea culpa, by the way. We weren't reinvesting at the level we needed. Our product became uncompetitive. We ceased to be, and also we, the tourism hospitality ceased to be the darling child uh, of Bermuda, and international business came in. Bermudians were moving their children towards international business, not towards hospitality. Yeah. All of those things happened. The sheer exposure that the America's Cup will produce must stimulate tourism in Bermuda. We can't, you know, we can almost do nothing and let them do it, and, but, but if we do just that, we will have failed. We've got a new hotel coming in St. George's. Don't tell me that hasn't been moved forward faster because of the America's Cup. Sure. Michael Douglas is doing aerial sands. I am hoping you're going to see more refurbishment going on in the existing hotels. It, it always seemed to me the America's Cup had the opportunity to kickstart the so-called third pillar. That's what I'm getting at, really. That, so it wasn't just tourism and international business. That it had an opportunity to stimulate uh, investment in sailing technology, sail building. Sports, tourism, sports industry, particularly marine sports, should be a pillar of our economy. This is the opportunity to do it. Okay. On that note, go. thank you, Mr. Winfield. Thank you for tuning in to Burn News Current Affairs Podcast with Jeremy Deacon. Listen at your leisure on www.burnews.com, your 24-7 Bermuda news source.